Hi, everyone. Welcome to Conservative Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah B., and this is episode one. Thank you so much for joining me here today. I really, really appreciate it. I cannot thank you enough. This has been something that I've been thinking about doing, um, but haven't really decided to go for it. I always sat there and thought, oh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Somebody else will say these things. Um, And then I thought, you know what? 2020 is weird enough. Just jump in. You're never going to be ready, right? So just jump in. So I did. And so I'm jumping in. Hopefully this will take off. Hopefully this will be amazing. We can all kind of just build a tribe, really, right? Because that's what we need. Our voices as conservatives, and especially as conservative women, are just being silenced um, across the board. So whether it's social media, whether it is the mainstream media, whether it's Hollywood, whether whether it's academia, um, they are trying to keep us quiet. And we've even gone so far as to... Uh, refer to ourselves as the silent majority. And you know what? In the For a while there, I was on board. I was like, yeah, we're the silent majority. We're the silent majority. And then I thought, why are we silent? You know who's not silent? The other side. Um, the liberals, the leftists, the progressives, they're not silent. They're not silent at all. And I have to say, as much as there's so, so many things about the Democrat Party I don't like, as much as there are so many things about liberalism and, of course, leftists um, and, and progressivism that I absolutely abhor, I just I can't wrap my head around the thought process for some of these people, right? As much as I don't like that, um, they do something really, 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 really well. And I think some other conservatives have hit on this. It hasn't really been discussed very well um, or very much maybe, but um, what they do really, really well is they commit to a narrative uh, like rabid dogs. They pack together and they hold on to that narrative. It does not matter if the narrative is false because you and I and the conservative sitting next to you that you don't even know – We all know they have been totally inoculated to facts and logic. You know, that's a Dan Bongino quote. So totally, totally, totally vaccinated against facts and logic. Again, Dan Bongino gave me that one. And it's true. It's true. Every time you hit them with facts and logic, they get mad. They get insulting. um, They have to come at you personally. But that's just it, right? They pack together. They will literally get naked and they will march in the streets no one wants to see this. They don't care. They are totally nude with their pink hats, maybe, um, and that's it. They are marching in the streets, screaming their full head off um, about some narrative that they know darn well is fake. They know it's not true, even if it's been disproved 111 billion times. They don't care. They stick to it. They pack together, and they fight like animals. And we sit back, and we let them. And we say, well, no, no. We're better than that. And we are better than that. I'm not advocating getting naked and and marching in the streets for the love of everything. Please don't do that. No one wants to see that. Um, You know this. I know this. No one wants to see that. But what I am saying is, why are we being silent? Why are we being silent? And ladies, conservative women, um, we don't have to let them shout us down. Just because they have blue hair and they're screaming about healthcare rights, which is hilarious, um, they, they have all of their rights backwards. Uh, but you know, we don't have to let them do this. So the silent majority needs to not be silent anymore. 
We are looking at um, an election here, 2020, in which it has become amazingly apparent that something happened, right? Dominion servers might be fraudulent. Um, There's a whole bunch of uh, votes that came in in the middle of the night and, you know, all of this craziness is going on. And we are looking at the hands down theft of our republic and the silent majority is silent. And I'm sitting here looking at some of these other conservatives, some of these people who I've looked up to for years and years, and I don't see anything. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not seeing anything. I'm not seeing anything on their um, Twitter feeds. I'm not seeing anything on their Instagrams. I'm not seeing anything on their parlor. I'm not seeing anything where they're saying, hey, look, um, you know, fight back, fight back. There are a couple of people. Uh, I'm going to shout out to DC Drano, who I don't know. I don't know. Um, I know his last name is Hogan, but his first name, forgive me. Oh my gosh, is slipping my mind. But he's saying it. I think the the Hodge twins, they're saying it. But that's about it. I'm not seeing a whole bunch of uh, stuff coming out of Mark Levin or Dan Bongino. And I love them. Don't get me wrong. This is not a slam on them because I absolutely love them. They are so much better and so much smarter than I am. I love them. But I'm not seeing anything. Okay, they're busy. They got their own shows. They got things to do, right? They're busy. Where's our Republicans at? Where are our Republican congressmen? As a matter of fact, I'm here in Illinois, okay? I am not living in the city of Chicago, so forget that. But I am here in in the state of Illinois, and my representative, Adam Kinzinger, really said Trump needs to back down and take the L. Okay? Are you kidding me? You're a veteran. So am I. And that is not the the position I would take. What the heck are you doing? What? If this happens, if the silent majority remains silent, then 75 plus, 75 plus million Americans will be silenced forever. Not for the next four years, because the Democrats have shown us that this is what they will do. This is what they're going forward with. These are the marching orders. You will vote the way we tell you to vote. There will never be an anomaly like Donald Trump ever again. So suck it up, buttercup. This is the new world we live in. This is it. This is it. And I say 75 plus because you have to factor in those independents who did not vote for Donald Trump or Joe Biden. They voted for somebody else. Their voices are being silenced too. And that's not right. So that's what really triggered me to say, you know what? That's it. I, I cannot just respond in comments on Instagram. I love an Instagram battle. <laughs> Some of you already know this. I will fight. Um, I, I'm your huckleberry. I'm going in. I'm going in swinging. And you know what? It is what it is because I'm not losing any sleep over that. You know, if And you don't argue. Um to the liberal or progressive or whoever's coming at you, right? I don't argue for that person. I don't try to change that person's mind. Um, They're already set. They're already set. They don't care. They're already set. You're not going to change their mind. On very few occasions have I ever met someone um, where they were that uh, sold on their ideology you know, um, and then they were open-minded enough to go, okay, you know what, what you're saying makes sense. And, um, I'm going to think about that, right? That takes a lot of, um, self-awareness and (laughs) 
liberals, you know, Democrats, uh, they don't have self-awareness. They, they really don't. Otherwise, they wouldn't tweet and say the things that they say, right? They wouldn't do that. Um, so you're not arguing. I'm not arguing to change that person's mind. I'm arguing my points for those people that are on the fence, Those people who walk down the middle of the road, they're neither red nor blue. They don't don't define themselves in those categories, right? They're kind of our purple folks. That's the majority of America. I strongly believe this. The majority of America, the majority of this great nation are just people who want to be left alone by their government. They want to keep more of their money and not pay more out in taxes, especially for foolish programs that don't impact them in any way. It does not serve their community. It does not help them in any way. They're sick of it. Where's this money going? Who knows, right? They want school choice, that sort of thing. These are just middle-of-the-road Americans who are not political. They're never going to create a podcast. They're never going to create a political feed. They don't care. They're going to vote Um, based on uh, how well they relate to that candidate and what good things they think that candidate is going to do, right? But really, you know, they're just middle-of-the-road folks. I'm arguing for them because it's time on some level to get off the fence because this is what's at stake. So I ask you again, why are we silent? We sit on the L. We sit on these buses, we sit in the carpool, we sit in the lunchroom, and we listen to these conversations in which you know darn well they're these are you got your talking points from CNN. What do you? None of this is real. Like we live in clown world now. Two plus two is nine. Um, George Orwell's text can now be moved from the fiction side of your bookshelf to nonfiction because it is a play by play of what the heck is going on, right? So that's what I mean. That's why I started this podcast. That's how I got to this point right here, because someone needs to gather the troops. I read a really interesting article um, this morning on Parler, and I really hope I echoed that. Um, If I didn't, I'm going to go back and find it. I think I can find it. Um, But I'm going to go back and I'm going to echo it. It's by American Thinker um, and... It is tremendous. I'll tell you that right now. It is tremendous because it really calls out people, calls out my fellow patriots, my fellow conservatives, the silent majority, right? And says, hey, look, it's great that we practice our First Amendment by protesting the right way. That's wonderful. I'm, you're never going to hear me advocate for um, violence. You know, that is, does not the, that's not the way to go, Right. We have a First Amendment right to peacefully assemble and protest. And by God, we do it right. We do it right. Conservatives, we do it right. Um, Republicans, hopefully, we all can, we can agree on that, right? But the, the American Thinker article quite simply says, the silent majority has been silent, and we have been complacent, and we have let them take over. They have taken over for many, many years. This isn't new. This didn't happen in 2016. This didn't happen with Obama. This happened farther back, right? They have taken over the dialogue. They are changing the narrative. They are changing our language. Oh, you can't say that. You can't say this. You can't. We got to change our language. And we let them. We let them. Where are our generals at? Patriots, 
fellow patriots, like I said, I'm a veteran. I was a sergeant in the United States Marine Corps, all right? I'm a veteran, and I am with you 110%. I know (laughs) that no one wants to be the one to fire the first shot, so to speak, right? I'm not advocating, hey, we we need bloodshed, whatever. I'm not saying that. But where are our generals at? Where are our civil rights leaders? Where are the ones who want to stand up and say, like Martin Luther King Jr. said, no, we need to be judged by the content of our character and not the color of our skin. What is going on here? Why are we being silent? And the other thing I'm challenging everyone, we need to band together. I got a, um, a comment on my Instagram post last night about this uh, podcast that I'm doing, right? I got a post from a young woman and she said, um, you know, I think she is uh, conservative and her ex is liberal and his family is liberal and um, she feels very alone. She feels very alone. And I agree. I agree. And um, my mother, (laughs) she's probably the only one listening to this too. So I'm talking to all of one person. God bless her. Um, my, my one audience member, and she's my mom. Um, but we need that, right? Our mother should always listen to every podcast that we do, and they should be like the first subscriber. Um, it's kind of like, you know, it's, that's what they should do. Um, but she said, you know, as, as uh, she's from the boomer generation, right? I'm a Gen Xer, so that's how you know right now, like psh, zero Fs given, right? I told you, I'm the F-bomb mama and zero Fs are given uh, in my platforms. But my mom said, you know, um, I thought I was alone. I thought it was just me and some of my friends, you know, the ones um, who you know are conservative or, or at least share the same ideology in that regard. Um, she goes, I thought we were alone. And isn't that something that they have so successfully um, taken the narrative, they have so successfully silenced us into feeling isolated, feeling alone. And I've already told you, as I have traveled in the United States, um, people do not agree with the lunacy that comes out of California. People don't agree. People don't even recognize the lunacy that comes out of New York City. Uh, You know, I mean... They don't recognize it because it's not reflective of America. And you know what they call us? Do you know? You guys know. You already know. They call us flyover country for the most part, right? You got your swing states, you got your big states, and then you got your flyover country. That's a whole lot of people in flyover country. And you know what? That's what we are as conservatives. We're flyovers. Some of you are going to disagree with that, but you're a flyover. And ladies, conservative women, We're flyover for sure. Because you know what? No one is asking our opinion in Washington, D.C. when they decide, you know what? Abortion can go uh, all the way up until birth. Screw them, right? They don't ask our opinion about that. They don't say, okay, conservative women, how do you feel about this? They don't ask us these questions. And so they don't ask our permission. And we say, well, we're going to vote them out because that's the game we play. We know how, it, how it's done. Our constitution says, you know, these are the steps. We take those steps. And then they cheat. And they cheat. And I'm not talking about the 2020 election. I'm talking about various elections. Various elections. What makes you think that this started in 2020? Come on. Come on. 
This is the oldest playbook. In fact, we have jokes about it every election cycle. Every election cycle, we joke to our friends and say, oh, you know, it's a presidential election or, oh, it's a midterm election. You know, the dead are going to vote. Isn't it weird that 100% of dead votes are for the Democrats? How, what? All right. I can't say that for sure. I don't know that 100% are. That might be hyperbole. But a lot of them, a lot of them. So if I go to my grave, do I have to put on my headstone as part of my, my epitaph, um, not a Democrat? Do not, do, you don't, no, 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 not a Democrat. Don't, don't mark my box after I'm dead. I don't know. I don't know. But that's what they've done. They've taken the narrative over all of these years. They've taken the dialogue and they've given us the impression that they've taken our power and they've taken our voice and that we can't talk. We can't say anything. Look at the individuals over at Google. You mean to tell me that Google, the only employees they have are these lunatics, these leftists who had to cry when President Trump won? Really? You had to cry? Wait, remember that? I'm old enough to remember that people needed safe rooms. You need a safe room to go in to cry? What do they call them? Like cry closets? Who knows? I don't know. I don't even know what they're called. You remember on college campuses? College campuses, which used to be the bastions of free speech. And now kids had to have a special place where they could weep because orange man bad. What? What? You have to cry? The worst thing going on right now is that? And you had to cry about it? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. And then they say, you're privileged. You're privileged. You're privileged. I'll tell you what. I tried to use my white privilege over at Starbucks here the other day. Yeah, I used Starbucks. Whatever. Consistency. Don't get me started. I tried to use my white privilege and they they returned that card because they were like, no, it's not actually good for anything. You have to pay me in money. And I said, but I have white privilege. Um, they didn't find it funny. Hopefully they didn't spit in my drink. Uh, you know, think about these things before you do them, maybe. I should have thought about that. Anyway, they have made us feel isolated and alone. And I'm here to tell you, I am just one voice out here in the wilderness of Illinois. Um, we are not alone. There's a lot of us. I'm not saying all 75 million who voted for Trump uh, are conservatives, but we share something in common. There's a lot of us. And we know the difference between right and wrong. And we might not always agree with everything Trump tweets. We might not agree with everything on his policies. We might not agree on everything. But we can agree that the First Amendment is important. And even if we disagree, if even if we disagree, even if you say something horrible, it's hateful, it's, it's racist, it's disgusting, it's, it's awful, and I, I totally vehemently disagree with that. I totally disagree with whatever's coming out of your mouth. I will fight for your right to be able to say it. But they're shutting us down, and now they're taking it onto the big platforms. And where do we go from there? So the time to be silent is gone we need to band together in the same way that the Democrats band together and the liberals band together. We need to band together because you know what? We will lose everything if we don't. And that's not just for us. Like I said, I'm a Gen Xer, but I've got a 10-year-old daughter. And because this stinking year isn't weird enough, I've got a five-month-old son. So I'm not good at math. 
I guess, you know, so having your kids closer together slipped my mind. Eh, I don't know. I can't do the math. Anyway, 10 years old, five months old, the world, the America that they're going to grow up in could be wildly different and totally unrecognizable if we don't take a stand and we don't get together and push back. And maybe our generals don't rise up right away, but they will rise up. Our civil rights leaders, I'm not talking about the Al Sharptons, the ones that show up, the Jesse Jacksons, the the vultures that show up every time that it suits the narrative. I'm talking about the civil rights leaders who are willing to stand there and say, no, you can't discriminate against me in my, my Google office because I disagree politically with what you're saying, right? I know you're not supposed to talk politics in the office, but they brought the fight. They're the ones who brought the fight. We need to understand, as conservatives, we need to understand we're in a street fight. The gloves are off. We're not waiting for the war. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the war. We're losing the war because we won't fight back. We're not taking back the narrative. We're not telling you, no, 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 not not on my watch. Not that language. I don't think so. You don't get to call me a racist. You don't know anything about me. You don't get to call me names simply because we disagree. You... I don't care what color your hair is. Are you serious? Come on. We don't push back hard enough. And we need to. And we need to. And you know what? If you are of the mind to run for political office and you see that um, you've got a challenger, like here in Illinois, right, with Adam Kinzinger, I vehemently disagree with that comment. If you are here in Illinois and you think, you know what, I think I could fill that, that seat. I had to mark his name on the ballot because there was no other Republican choice. There's no other, no one's running against him. You know you can run against him, right? Like, there's no other choice. There's no other choice. Come on. If you think you've got it in you to do these things, then it's time now. It's time now. And so that's really why I got into this. I started this podcast because I want to give hope This is not going to be all politics. It's definitely not going to be all doom and gloom, right? This is not all politics. But I want to give hope to other people so that I don't get the comments that say, I felt alone. Thank you. You're not alone. Sister, if you are listening to this, you are not alone. I hear you. We hear you. We are together. We're just not real good at banding together. Well, it's time. It's time. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time. So... We got to take this language back. We got to take the fight to them. And like I said, I'm not advocating violence. That is a last step. It's a last step. And God, please be with us. Pray for us because we don't want to take that step. People talk an awful lot about civil war. Who are you going to fight? The person who disagrees with you, who are you going to fight? Your neighbor? Your brother? your father and mother, who are you going to fight? Remember the first civil war. 600,000 men lost their lives. 600,000 men lost their lives. And it wasn't a war of, against slavery. It wasn't. People do your history. It wasn't because of slavery that we went to war. All right? It's kind of the same thing now. So let's not talk about Oh, we got to get violent. We got to get violent because a lot of these people have never trained for that. They have never been in the fight like that. And I'm telling you, you don't want to start there. 
But you know what? We can't be silent anymore. We can band together because you know what? We've got God on our side. And I'll tell you, if if God, if the sound of that pisses you off or, or makes you squeamish or weird, bug out now. Bug out now. Because I already told you in the trailer, faith, family, friendship, freedom, firearms, and fun. That's an F word too, right? F-bomb. So this has been kind of heavy. I'm just going to say, look, we are going to build a tribe. We are going to build together. We're going to make this awesome. And I'm not going to say we're going to build back better. That is a whole other thing. We are going to look into that. Um, Welcome aboard to everybody. This is going to be an amazing, amazing um, adventure. I really hope um, it's going to be great. I want to give out a shout out, though, um, to to the individual who really pushed me in and said, just do it. Just if you're going to run your mouth, why don't you make it so people can hear you? All right, I'm paraphrasing. He didn't really say exactly that, but he is fantastic. He's a philosopher. He's a Catholic. He's a family man. He is very, very smart. You've got to listen to him. He's Daniel Flores over at Danny Flow Podcast. You've got to hear him. He's on Spotify. He's on Anchor. You can catch him on YouTube. He interviews some really, really cool people. Um, It's amazing. He's got some stuff. He's been doing it for over a year. Fabulous. Check him out. Okay, definitely check him out and support each other. Support each other. If you guys are thinking about jumping into this, jump in. Don't even wait. You're not ready. Nobody's ready. Nobody's ever ready. Jump in. You know, jump in. Just do it. Just do it. I give you permission. Just do it. We're just jumping in together. Big ball of jumping into the fight. I don't know. Um, it's going to be awesome. We're going to do this. We're going to hang in here. We're going to fight back and we're going to fight like mamas. You know what they say about mama bears? You don't come between her and her cubs. Well, they're really asking us to come between us and our America. They're asking us to come between us and our children. And we better fight. We better fight like mamas. We better fight like mamas. We better pray like mamas. We better, you know, laugh and love and, you know, whatever like mamas. Because what have we got to lose? Everything. We've got everything. Everything to lose. And I, for one, am not going quietly into the dark night of socialism not happening. It's awful. It doesn't turn out for everybody. So definitely, um, you know, give each other a follow. If you guys are on social media, please link back and forth. You can use my, uh, my Instagram or my Twitter or my parlor, anything to find each other. We're going to build a tribe. Um, definitely pass this podcast along, pass it to your friends. If you don't have any friends, great. Pass it to a stranger, you know, pass it to your mom, pass it to your dad, you know, pass it around like a grand old case of the clap. Um, (laughs) Just go ahead and and pass it around. Let's get the word out there. We are banding together. We're building a tribe. Um, We're going to fight like mamas. This is Conservative Mama Podcast. Thank you so much for joining in. I promise you I'm going to bring you another one. I want to talk about some crazy stuff. I want to talk about uh, what the hell is sitting over there at the Vatican? What, 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 what is that? The, the nativity scene? If you haven't done yourself the favor right now, go ahead and Google Vatican nativity scene 2020. Um, I promise you it is unrecognizable. I don't even know what I'm looking at. I do honestly believe that Boba Fett may be featured there, um, in the Vatican uh, nativity scene. And they said, you know, Papa Francisco said, uh, you know, <laughs> this comes from an art school. I don't know what he called it. It has a name. It, this, came, this, this is, 
you know, we, we brought this in to promote the art school and it was done, you know, by, by art school students. I'll tell you what, y'all need to stay in school because what, I, I, I don't even have words for this yet, but I will. So we're going to cover that. We are going to cover my favorite topic, uh, COVID. I am going to discuss COVID uh, and why I feel, honestly, that we don't need a vaccine, not because it's got a 99% survival rate, but because it really takes our attention away from focusing on the more important problem, which is how the hell it got so smart. Is anybody out there wondering how this virus can be so incredibly intelligent and discerning that it knows the difference between a mostly peaceful protest and a Trump rally? I am. Hands up right here. I, I like to know. That's that's pretty incredible. I don't know how it can tell if I'm in church and I'm singing versus at Lowe's and talking to the cashier. Not sure. I'm not sure. I, I don't I don't think I sing real loud, so who knows? Um so definitely covering things like that. Um definitely want to talk about my family. I know some of you have been tuning in for a while. Um, you know, they're following my son. I already told you he's five months old. Um, he's about to turn six months old. He was born with tricuspid atresia, which means he's got a three-chambered heart instead of a four-chambered heart, so poor baby. Um, but God love him. He has uh, had two open-heart surgeries already, and he had a stroke um, shortly after the second open-heart surgery. He is doing amazing. I want to talk about family and how important that is, and I want to talk about fatherhood and how important that is, and where's our strong men at, because there's nothing sexier on this planet than a strong man who's in charge of his family. Boom. I dropped that one too. So stay tuned. Please stay tuned and come on back. Um, This is Conservative Mama. I'm your host, Sarah B. Thank you so much for joining me. God bless, and we will talk again very soon. God bless. Merry Christmas. This is awesome.